Hello, you are on the Transfer Podcast, and I'm your host, Dr. Tunde Kele Agbola. On this podcast, we look at the life of Jesus Christ, his apostles, men who are examples in the Old Covenant times and men in contemporary times of the faith that is common to us all, which they foreshadowed or gave us an example of. And our goal is to glean wisdom from their life and experiences and apply them contextually when we find ourselves in similar situations in our day. For those of us, the end of the age has come unto us, as the Bible said. My prayer is that through this podcast, the Holy Spirit will speak to you and you will find wisdom for living as you follow the Lord and His ways. God bless you. Good morning, good afternoon, uh, good evening. You're on D-Transfer Podcast. I am Tunde Agbola. With me is my friend and co-host, Oloyede Odeyale. Oloyede, you are anchoring the podcast again today. You want to take it away? Oh, thanks, Tunde. Um, greetings, everyone. Thank you again for joining us. It gives us a lot of pleasure knowing that um, you are there and you're part of this conversation. Um, we've been looking at the life of the men of faith, um, just in case someone is listening to us today and uh, it's the first time. Um, we're currently looking at Father Abraham, um, the man of faith, the man of faith himself. Um, God has been good to us in showing us insight into what his journey looked like and what are the implications for us today. Not because he's our perfect example, no, far be it. Uh, Jesus Christ is our perfect examples, but we are gleaning wisdom from these men of faith. Um, last episode, we started looking at Genesis chapter 17, and um, we will um, proceed from there again today. But I invite you as well, feel free to listen to the previous editions um, on all handles where we have it um, so that you can be part of the session. Tunde, you want to say anything before we get right into it? Yeah, welcome everybody again today into this conversation. We are always glad to be part of this moment with you and what God is doing in your life. And I trust that God will guide us again today uh, in the right direction. Excellent, excellent, excellent. So um, I, I think we should read that Genesis again. And we might burst from verse 1 to... Genesis, Genesis 17? Yes, Genesis 17. Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess we could read from verse 1 to uh, to 9. You want to do that for us? Genesis 17, okay. 1 to 9. All right, Genesis 17, 1 to 9. When Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said to him... I am God Almighty, walk before me and be blameless, that I may make my covenant between me and you, and may multiply you greatly. Then Abraham fell on his face, and God said to him, Behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be the father of a multitude of nations. No longer shall your name be called Abraham, but your name shall be called Abraham. 
for I have made you the father of a multitude of nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make you into nations, and kings shall come from you. And I will establish my covenant between me and you, and your offspring after you throughout their generation for an everlasting covenant, to be God to you and to your offspring after you. And I will give to you and to your offspring after you the land of your sojournings, all the land of Canaan, for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. God said to Abraham, It's for you. You shall keep my covenant, you and your offspring after you throughout their generations. Great. Thank you very much. Um, my first impression today is to see how um, how interesting it is to realize that um, certain things need to be made straight before we enter into that kind of relationship where God can fulfill all that he has designed for us. Mm. God, God invites us to come as we are but he doesn't leave us that way. Yep. He, he invites us as we are currently, but the fact that he has invited us, and I think you alluded to that uh, a lot, and I'm going to invite everyone to just listen to that, uh, the last episode of this podcast. It's very important. We laid a very good foundation for whatever it is that we're going to be doing today. Because in verse 2 of Genesis 17, he says, then I will make my covenant. I, I'm, I'm using NIV. Mm. It seems like it's it's premised on whatever you, will happen in verse 1. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should just read it together and see the flow. He says, yeah. when Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty. Walk before me faithfully and be blameless. Then I will make my covenant between me and you, and we greatly increase your numbers. This is how I am reading this text. It seems to me that even though God already has this great plan, mm. there are things we must comply with in order to enter into that plan. It's, it's, it seems to me that He's not going to compromise his principles in order for whatever he has planned to do to come to pass in our lives. So we would be doing ourselves a lot of favor to align ourselves with his nature which he has described and what it demands of us in order to enter into that covenant that he's speaking about. Um, is the, how is this sitting with you today? It's really sitting with me so well because it's very foundational. In fact, <laughs> it's like my the entire house is sitting on this foundation. <laughs> if you read the ESV, the ESV said, I am God Almighty, walk before me and be blameless. That I may. Verse mm. 1 didn't end with a full stop. It ended mm. with a comma. Mm. Full stop was at the end of verse 2. So you might, if you're a student of English, I, I didn't study English double major, so lady might help me out. 
I didn't as well. I'm, I'm sure you Sentences. know. Sentences, I think, ends with a, a period or a full stop, not with just a comma. So from verse one to verse two is one complete compound sentence. When Abraham was 90 years old, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said to him, in quote, God speaking, I am God Almighty before me, walk before me and be blameless. You could say so that, right? Mm -hmm. I may make my covenant between me and you and may multiply you greatly. There is a precondition. And I think that's what you're trying to say already. That Absolutely. Abraham making a decision to walk before God, walk with God and be blameless is a prerequisite for the covenant to be established. And practically speaking, till today, we might, you know, the new covenant that we enjoy was not without Jesus walking blamelessly before him and imputing righteousness on us and giving us grace to live daily uh, in light and walk in light with God. Hmm. Jesus did that for us. That, that's the difference between the old and the new covenant. But it is not without the same kind of criteria. And so, practically speaking, even now when we've become saved, there are things God wants to do in our life that will not come to pass if we habitually live in sin. Because sin, again, like I said, is a master. The Bible says God is of a purer eyes than to behold iniquity. The Bible said that the hand of the Lord is not too short that he cannot save, nor his ear is deaf that he cannot hear. But your sin. So we cannot underestimate the secret power of sin. Sin can cut short our destiny. Samson can tell you from wherever he is right now. <laughs> what? <laughs> Judas can tell us, Lord, about what it means to secretly sin and then that sin grows until it takes over as a master and ruins God's destiny for us. So God's covenant, God's plan for us, it's always predicated on a life of holiness and righteousness. Even though God doesn't give it to us because of our righteousness and holiness, but for us to sustain it, we need to walk before him blamelessly. Mm. Yeah, uh, we need to walk before him blamelessly. And um, I think that flows into the announcement we're going to be reading in verse 3. Actually, it flows through the rest of the chapter. Um, verse 3 says, Abraham fell face down in worship, right? And God said to him, Verse 4, as for me on my side, I'm paraphrasing this. This is my covenant with you. You will be the father of many nations. Verse 5, no longer will you be called Abraham. Your name will be Abraham. For I have made you a father of many nations. I'm going to read verse 6 as well. I will make you very fruitful. I will make nations of you and kings will come from you. Now, very quickly, here is what I'm thinking here. There is an expression of God's calling upon Abraham's life that needs to find fulfillment. 
Mm. And God is saying, now that we are laying that proper foundation, I can start to tell you more. Mm. I can start to show you a whole lot more. There are some some forms of uh, transformation that needs to happen. And I can begin to reveal this to you. So God says, as for me, this is my covenant. And it it seems to me that God is emphasizing the fact that in a way, it's like a partnership. That's what covenant is about, right? An agreement. As if he's saying, on my side, this is what I want you to do. This is what I will be doing with you. You will be the father of many nations. And there is something around that name change in a way in verse 5 which is critical about what God will be doing through Abraham um, of blessing many nations uh, what what what's on your mind today from yeah, what's on my mind? yeah what's on my mind is if you're going to think of this from the lens of a new covenant perspective this hmm. is Abraham's either kind of salvation experience or rededication experience. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's easy to say the first calling was a salvation experience, and this one is a rededication after 13 years of backsliding. I can tell you that I can relate with this because I first became a believer in 1996, and around 1997, 98, thereabout, I I wasn't working before the Lord. I still verbally profess that I believe Jesus is the only way to heaven, but uh, everything about my lifestyle was not necessarily following it. I, I went and learned a little bit of boxing. I had a girlfriend, and even my, my mom might be in shock now to know that that was true. <laughs> you know, you were doing it, and it was it was a secret life. You just, you're just living your life the way you wanted. And then sometimes 99 had this kind of moments where Jesus came back again and a new relationship began. So God, uh, Abraham had to have a new experience that this journey with God is not a journey of I can do whatever I want. It is a journey of a war with God. It's a journey of being in step with God, not doing whatever you want, however you want, as the hyper-grace movement we often preach it. Mm. That, oh, before I was born, God said I'm going to be a prophet to the nation and you keep living in virtual sin. <laughs> you probably will wait for the rest of your life trying to be mm. the prophet to the nations. So to, to fulfill what God has in plan for you, you cannot continue to walk with this hyper-grace type of mentality where you can keep sinning anyway, the grace of God abounds. When God say God called me before I was I was born to be something, there is a regeneration experience. And after you've been saved, there are moments of encounter to renew covenant with God, to renew relationship with God. Because the devil, like I was saying, is an accuser. He's so good at it that even Moses and Joshua the high priest, even before God, after they died, the devil was still standing before God and said, this one said, they're not going anywhere. And so when you know that there is a devil who accuses, you are not going to take the grace of God for granted and keep doing whatever and however you want it. God has called us to a life 
of purity, a life of holiness, a life of righteousness. And I'm telling you, this is eating me so strong that everything God has said about me is hanging somewhat in the balance, even though God Almighty, who can do everything, is saying, I want to do this. This is what I want to make of your life, but it's hanging somewhere until I fall face down before him and say, Lord, help me to walk blameless before you with a resolute decision to do that. You might think that God has given you a word and spoken something concerning you and you're waiting for it to come to pass just like that. It seems like from Abraham, the man of faith, we're seeing that there's a recording a life of holiness, a blameless life before God, for God's plans and purposes to come to pass before us, so that we don't give room for the accuser, the devil, to rob us of God's plan for us. My prayer for you today is that you will take heed and fall on your face in fear of God, so that you might enter into all that God has in plan for you. So we'll come again your way next week on another episode of, of this podcast. I want to say to you, Shalom. Lekum.